is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence on Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we have Beatrice Brigitte, who's the director, writer, and even stars in her latest film, Mindwash. The film is about Billy Seldom, who becomes a global sensation when a catastrophic event hits the world. He soon spirals into self-destruction while his codependent relationship with his girlfriend also takes a hit. So to talk about the film, here's Beatrice Brigitte. So talk to me a little bit about kind of how you came over I know like you were in Gotham you kind of did like spots here and there in various things and then you wrote this crazy amazing film called Mindwash so I want to know first a little bit about your background so like how did you kind of start and then enter into the world of entertainment kind of starts when I was in college I went to Chapman University Dodge College it's a it's one of the top film schools my background is a little unconventional in terms of how I got in it. Uh, It did start with a film school, but I actually ended up dropping out because I got an opportunity to be an intern at a tech startup in LA, which is so different than the entertainment industry. At the time, I was about 20 years old, I believe. And I was doing marketing for them. And it was just a paid gig, you know, while I'm going to school. I ended up figuring out how to make them a lot of money. So in a matter of a few months, I got promoted to the COO of the company, which was incredible because the people that ran this company are some of the really big tech powerhouses in the tech world that we know of. So they did Facebook, Napster, uh, the app Citizen. So I got the wonderful opportunity to work with these individuals. And it was really swimming with sharks, helping raise a company, handling investment pitches. And it was incredible. I was very young. And after a short term, well, I was there for a little bit over a year, I decided to resign because the idea of me not following my true path, which was being an artist, which is what I'm doing today, it started really becoming more and more of a reality. So I ended up resigning and taking that risk. Nope, I can't do this. I can't do the normal, you know, job and make it about money. And here I am going after what really matters to me. So that in itself, I think carried over in how I just handle everything from producing, directing, writing. I always say, as a writer, I like to be in a box. I like to have my limitations. And that's what makes me a better writer and to think of different concepts and how to uh, develop them, but in a caged box. So you don't kind of lose your mind. And I think that all stems from my background working in tech and carrying that mentality and having, you know, a very structured business mindset, which also in itself, I think it's helped a lot in terms of directing, getting things done in a certain time frame, and keeping everything in order. So my background is a bit unconventional. To sum up a long story short, when I started dabbling in the arts, I knew I loved writing. So writing was the core of everything from writing music, you know, writing poetry, writing scripts, I started playing a little bit on the Sunset Strip. I had my little band um, in my early wow. 20s. 
Yeah. You've done everything. You've done like a million things. That's crazy. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's been uh, so far, it's been an incredible experience and a journey, you know, of everything that I've gotten to experience. And music was very, something that's very personal to me. It was a very vulnerable side of my arts. And I realized I really loved writing and creating worlds. I, you know, hence making a movie. And so I definitely got very heavily involved in writing and developing scripts. I wrote and developed a series that's actually currently in the works right now. And that's been kind of my intro into starting my own production company, which of course fuels my business side of things, right? Coming from a tech startup, I started the Arcane Company and that's just been my little growing baby. And with the Arcane Company, I I did Mindwash as being our first full feature film. So I did acting. (laughs) Acting and like a bunch of different projects. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like when I, I interview a lot of people, they'll say it's unconventional. And that seems to be the way to go because it seems like there's no right path. And I tell people all the time, like as a journalist, people will say, oh, how'd you get to interview or how'd you get to this point? I started like 20 years ago. I was like 12. I think when my article got published, that would never happen today, but like it happened back then. And my path is just like this. It's like crazy. So it's just an interesting thing when you're in this industry in some capacity that you just don't go from like school to like working it's kind yeah. of like your own life exactly your own journey yeah. mm-hmm. what gave you the bravery to be like okay I'm comfortable I'm making good money I can board my apartment and then go I'm throwing it all away because I really want to go after my dream I think what made it I'm 33 now so this was a while ago when I turned 21 that was my first day off that I had I was working like crazy like 70 plus hours a week I didn't have a day off I was just work 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 and I am naturally a workaholic but I wasn't working on something that fueled my soul I didn't feel that that return where I I knew this was what I was meant to be and I think as around the time of my birthday when I had a day off it was a huge revelation like whoa this was a moment but also it's your 21st birthday so you're like woo, I'm 21 (laughs) and I think the day after I just started things just started hitting I think also every year you know when you have a birthday you kind of reflect on how was my year prior what do I want to do differently the year ahead and how do I see my life five years ahead in a sense you kind of do this check and balances every year right so I had that moment and I'm a very if you know People in my life will know I'm a very spontaneous and hard-headed person in terms of when I set my mind to it, it doesn't matter if maybe sometimes you're not going to have a cushion, but if I'm very passionate about it, it doesn't matter. If I need to fall on my butt to get where I want to get, I will do it as long as I'm being true to myself. So I think I had that moment, you know, shortly after that, I realized that I had a panic attack. I was like, what's going on? Like, this is actually a real thing, you know, that I'm not following my path. And I ended up going to the ER in the middle of the night because like, I couldn't breathe. I was just I thought I was having a heart attack. And I'm like, I'm 21. It sounds like there's so much on you. I mean, like 70 hours a week, like so much pressure. You're hustling at the startup, you know, woman in that kind of world, which I get like only woman in the company only person under 30 at the time too yeah I relate I'm like a workaholic too and 
know, in this industry, it's always men. So um, I could just imagine the weight of that pressure just pressing on your chest to a point where you're like, this is not healthy. Like I need to make a change. So that probably also helped you all kind of the move too. From my 21st birthday, April 1st to June 1st, it took about two months. I put in my resignation. I was like, I'm done. That's it. I can't. And I I did not have a plan. I was not like, okay, so now this is what I'm going to do. I was like, I just need to walk away from this and I need to follow my path. I don't know. It might be a little hard in the beginning, but I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to be following something that means something to me. So you take this leap. Yes. And you're just like, I'm going to go with it. What was your first gig that you got? So I'm assuming you're auditioning, you're doing whatever you can to make money and ends meet kind yes. of thing. Was consulting some startups on the side, which was nice. Okay, good. So was Gotham the first thing that you did or did you do, because I know you did one day at a time. Mm-hmm. I've seen like a bunch of your stuff. What was your first one that you like entered? Oh, when I left and I did like some gigs here and there, which were like, you know, more freelancing. I actually focused a lot on, doing acting lessons and just doing into being a student of the arts from music, performing. Music was a big part of my life for that time as well to dive into following who I am as an artist because I wanted to figure out who the hell am I after having this crazy life. My first real gig, because I did stuff in film school that is not on that level, but first real gig was Gotham. And I got that when I was actually in Europe at the time. I got the audition and they were like, you need to be in New York in two days. You can't be in Europe, (laughs) in Milan, which that's another story. So Gotham was my first one. And that was just right. There you go. (laughs) And you're like, literally like, just like thrown on set and Gotham at the time when that was out, I think you came in in 2014. This is a huge show. So it's not, it's not like, oh, you're like landing like, you know, a small show that maybe no one will see yeah. or like a little short film. This is like a huge show that everybody was watching with Ben yeah. McKenzie, who was like yeah. one of the leads on that show. He saved my life on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Did he like help you with like, because I imagine, I don't know, like for me, even now when I go on set, people don't realize there's hundreds of people. So you yeah. walk on set and not only that, so you're like, oh to go and I don't know what to do but then all of that and it's a well-oiled machine when you're kind of coming on Mm -hmm. then you have the cast that have all kind of known each other so like you're coming in you're like hi like you know like welcome so what was that kind of experience like and did that shape you as a producer writer director and all the things that kind of came after uh that whole experience it was literally like that you're walking into an established family really and you're just a stranger visiting for a moment you're like hey what's up I think what was interesting somebody mentioned when I was on set that they couldn't believe this was my first time by how I handled everything because it is overwhelming there's so many people around you that you're just like (laughs) this is a lot to handle but I think with me personally when it's go time and I learned this when I was in tech when I'm in an investment pitch when it's go time doesn't matter what's happening once it's like go you're just like, all right, I just zoom in, I'm there, and I I deliver. That experience, going through it at a young age, kind of carried over being in this big, overwhelming environment. And it was very, in a sense, comfortable for me. Like, this is fine, you know, I remember just 
getting my lines really quickly and they're like all right we're gonna film you let's go and I was like okay where's my mark let's go my mark like I've never been on a proper set before but I'm like yeah and it was wonderful you know the crew was incredible I met some beautiful people and everybody was just so welcoming and it just felt I think just so natural and I in itself it did shape me because I knew like this is this is my life this is my environment this is where I feel more alive than anything and you mentioned so like really quickly you said you know Ben McKenzie had saved your life yeah was it due to like advice that he had given you or did he like literally because I know there's stunts so was he like literally like oh my gosh I need to help her or he actually saved my life in the scene oh right okay that's what you mean okay (laughs) so I'm like did he save your life like behind the set what happened yes that's right I remember the whole storyline with that so yeah the scene was intense because by the way my first day with of filming was actually the end of my scene which is I'm crucified I think they put me like two, three stories up on this little stage that they just built for this crucifixion sacrifice scene. And there's candles everywhere. So every couple of seconds, uh, the stunt team would soak the bottom of my dress in case it would to catch fire. So they wanted to prevent that. So I'm here crucified. There's fire all around me. And right behind me, there's nothing. I'm in a harness, basically hooked up in case I don't fall back <laughs> a couple of stories down. So that was my first day of filming. So I think when it came to actually acting, it was like, well, my first filming, I was sacrificed, almost caught on fire, almost fell off like a couple of stories. I'm good. <laughs> That's such a crazy story. and such an awesome kind of way of starting off entering like into the kind of the industry a little bit there. Right. I want to kind of jump and give the spotlight to mind wash because the storyline is so interesting. Thank the, you. And I'm just like in awe of you because when I was seeing like I'm my brain was like moving I feel like on a 30 second delay if that makes sense so like as I'm watching it I'm processing kind of what's going on and I'm like oh my god and then like you're starting to realize things like as it's going on how did this come about this idea because it is so genius I want to just ask you just the general storyline. How did you come up with this? How was it invented? I guess it's kind of how I approach my artwork in a sense, even my own production company. I'm very big on, I want everybody to kind of figure their own life out for themselves and not be so influenced from, you know, your surroundings from like your family to things you watch. I think I started realizing and even through my own life experiences, how society just makes you their own kind of person that they want you to be. So you don't even know, like, we don't know who we are, because we're just so bombarded with everything. And that's just been an ongoing theme in my life that I've just been part of and witnessing and everybody, you know, I think once the pandemic hit, that was just a big like, all right, this is very interesting how people would respond on many different levels on many different sides. I was just very passionate more and more on the human behavioral aspect of just people in general and how they respond to I mean, the pandemic is just an example, but that it's more than that. As you saw in the film, it goes back to your parents being a very big part of how you are today, you know, the music you listen to the news you watch and it was very much 
a love letter to society. That's how I viewed it when I wrote it. It was very much how I, you know, we also go in life kind of wanting to say, hey, let me tell you how things are. Let me give you my experience so you don't. And I'm guilty of that. I do that to my little brother. I'm like, let me save you some years. So, you know, and then I'm like, this is so not who I am because I don't want to do that because you need to figure it out on your own. And I'm very big on people finding their voice and being their own individual self because I think that's so powerful and so beautiful. And we're in such a polarizing world of people on different spectrum sides everything they have their viewpoints and they want to fight and argue and everything and I just wanted to shine the light on like all of it and not really be on any side because it's nobody's job necessarily to be on a side it's your own job right to pick who you are that in itself was the real fuel what the storyline became and you know so many people can watch obviously it's not out yet but privately friends and family that have watched it it was so interesting that they would have such different viewpoints like one person would think this of the film and the other this of the film and that's what I loved because to me I think and this is what I love about filmmaking is if I can make something that makes the viewer question everything and not understand or maybe to their own viewpoints in where they are in life they're gonna think it's on this one side but then you can have another person think differently then I feel that I've succeeded as a storyteller. Yeah, and not only that, this movie has like, it's so hard to explain until people see it, but it has like 1,200 elements happening at the same time. As the movie's going on, I'm going, oh, that makes so much sense. And then I was like, oh, wait, but then it could also mean this. And then, but he's also addressing this. There were so many elements that I literally would pause it and go, wait, that makes sense. It's considered a thriller. Yes. And it's called, you know, Mindwash, obviously. And it says, think yourself. Billy Seldom becomes a global sensation. When a catastrophic event hits the world, he soon spirals into Mm self-destruction while his codependent relationship with his girlfriend, Natalie, also takes a hit. Which, to me, it's a great summary without giving away 99% of the film. (laughs) So Billy is a guy that is someone that believes a certain way and Mm -hmm. discusses his beliefs you know in front of various audiences and people and then sort of reflects and things happen that can kind of cause him to question some of his own thoughts but then you as a viewer start questioning things that you've seen and some of the manipulation and things that kind of happen in the so like as an example that has kind of nothing to do with the movie but maybe something to do with the movie again depending on how you watch it but right it's almost like when you watch a film and you can tell me if I'm wrong because you're the writer. But if you watch a film and you see like a Pepsi can, right? Or a Coke can or something like that. It's a subconscious thing that they put that in there. And then your brain later, you go, oh, I want a soda or I want something like that. And it's right. something related to your brain without you realizing that it's to your brain. So someone's literally putting that there to tell you to go buy this soda. So that is a portion, I feel like, of a little, like without giving anything away, a part, and it's such a small fraction, but it's a part of this film. Film encompasses Mm -hmm. many of these ideals of like who tells you what, how to be a person, where you're getting your advice from, what do you believe, and all these things. And you have someone very strong with their convictions and then begins to question, which is what we all should do. That questioning can either be a positive or it can be a super hard negative. How did you add all of these elements in? Because every time a scene would happen, I would go, oh, that's so right. 
like yes like so like for for example using that soda scene which has a soda example which has nothing to do with the film there's no right right but the idea i know you get when people watch it they'll understand what i'm talking about the idea that we're so influenced without even thinking we're influenced and then people are telling us you could be your own person but then you're influenced by that person saying that it's like a whole like circle disaster different levels yeah how did you include all of those levels to make it not only make sense but we think and also it's a limited cast this is not like 1200 people telling the story it's a small cast telling the story through various cinematic elements that you use to do it but there's like literally I mean you could argue and I'm sure that's what you meant with your family that 12,000 different things so someone could pick up one specific ideal that spoken about and argue it how do you do that as a writer though because you incorporated so much in a very short period of time it's like an hour and 25 minutes as I was saying earlier about you know I like to write in a limited box. I like limitations because if I don't, as you see, there's so many subject matters that you can go off. If I didn't have that that box to limit my artistic thinking, I would have just, this would have been something completely different. (laughs) So when I wrote it, I told myself, how can I write this film? I think a lot of writers, well, I can't speak for many, but I think normally the natural course of when you go and create, you know, a story, you're you're just going to think freely. Like, I don't need to care about the budget. I don't need to care about anything. I just want to make the best story because then everything else will come. My approach was a little backwards. My approach was, well, I just heard my production company. Let me think as if I have zero to produce this because of that I'm not gonna think crazy action explosion shots right my producer mindset came into my writer mindset so I really went into this writing thinking how can I get this film done and write ideas that have been crazily circling in my mind that a lot is wrong with society in a very simple manner and I think the idea of thinking well if I could just do this with myself and my own camera which that wasn't the case but I told myself that how can I get this story so streamlined and I think I had to tell myself that to streamline all those concepts so I wouldn't go crazy about it right that in itself also played into how it was filmed I took a very different approach to making it done so it was more artsy in a sense it's very artsy noir and then also documentary like like yeah. it feels like watching a documentary and it also feels like you're in someone's mind which is kind yes. of ironic but you mentioned like um that you like to live in a box for me this is like if this is a box, this is like an overflowing box because like there's so many ideals in it. So for you, the walls of building that box is that starting with like, so you were saying you were starting with, you know, a zero budget kind of pretending like I have no money. This, how can I tell the story in a way that covers X, Y, and Z? And do you later add in, all right, now let's talk about 5,000 topics that are going to drive everyone up like crazy (laughs) in a rabbit hole like that, like when they're done. Or like, how does that element get added into this film? As I continued writing it, and I'm also a very fast writer. This was done in a span of like two, three weeks. If I'm focused, I get there. And the thing is, writing is the fastest part. It's just when I write, because music is a big part of 
also who I am. I have to listen to songs. So I know there's people that listen to music, but they can't listen to actual lyrics because then they can't think on writing. I can blast like an 80s pop song and just go to town with it. It actually builds the world in my brain. So as I'm writing, I actually cannot write without listening to music. And so it helps another part of me being in a sense limited yet there's so many ideas and you know matters that are covered I definitely as I went through it in a linear way I just kept questioning like I didn't start drafting a start to finish like this is the story this is where it's going to peak this is how it's going to end I have a story and I'm going to see where my intuition takes me as I write it so Every day that I sat down to write, it was kind of like, what's coming to me now? And I went with it. So it was kind of more also kind of trusting my intuition in a sense and seeing what felt right and then what felt kind of off because then I would reread it and I'm like okay no I need to change this I need to change that I did a lot of research on this film too in terms of the media side of it you know there's that one aspect of the news and I I watched a lot of coverage over the years of big events that happened in the world from you know 9-11 to Paris attacks to a lot of just horrendous things and the thing that I noticed in all of the news reports is it was the same dialogue and it was the same catchphrases that in itself you know it just fueled this idea more and more of how I need to put this down on paper I need to start writing about this and that's why in the film you know I will say this there is an event that happens in the world but you don't know what it is and it's kind of up to you to think oh it's this or it's that it's kind of up to the viewers to decide what is this catastrophic event that happens it it's never spoken of what it actually is but that's the beauty of and kind of highlights how we've been in this you know interesting age of constant news reporting which is in a sense beautiful and amazing and we need to know at all times what's happening but there's an interesting part to it (laughs) yeah because there's a lot of like commonalities right so that that's what you're looking at yeah so there is that element that happens something happens which we don't know and we're not saying we don't know you won't know nobody knows so when we watch it nobody knows what it is so we make up whatever we feel like or whatever we think is going on but that kind of is the catalyst or that's what you use as a catalyst to kind of spin a bit towards this later half and that's what starts you know all the questions and it's almost like when you brought up the pandemic right so we have these certain ideas Mm -hmm. in our minds we feel a certain way about things and then the pandemic comes out and you're flipped upside down and it's like what do I do now when this person's telling me this and this person's telling me this and how do I make these decisions that kind of is the best way I could describe this film is like it just flips you upside down so it starts yeah. off with a bunch of very comfortable things that yeah. heard ideals that we know things that we've been told yeah. all make sense and mm-hmm. then for this character it gets flipped upside down for some reason and then yeah we go down a rabbit hole because you literally could argue almost every single thing in it. I'm so like intrigued hearing you talk because mm-hmm. I love the idea of how you approached it, but hearing you say it was, I wrote as I went makes sense because yeah. as you were writing, I could see you building and then adding. So yeah. that's where the chaos was because you're very structured, which makes yeah. sense. 
film is very structured. Chaos are the amounts of things that are discussed that will yeah. drive everybody crazy after they watch it. So I was like, where does that chaos, where is that? And that's where it was. So the chaos is your gut. That was the thing that as you were adding stuff yeah. are happening in our world, right? You right. start things into it. And that's where that came in. Because I was like, how did she fit all of this stuff in this? It was that. It was like the adding, like, you know, each day or every, you know, whatever yeah. it was that you thought of that was, you're like, oh, this should be in there. Or this doesn't work. So I'm taking this exactly. out. In. Exactly. Yes. When did you make the decision that you were going to be in the film? That was a very last minute decision. I wrote that part for a friend of mine who is an actress and she was set to be in it. But then she, fortunately, she booked a role in a really awesome show. So last minute, she couldn't do it. So she was like, I don't know who can do it. And I was like, who? Tell me, because we're shooting in like a week. She's like, you. <laughs> and I was like, oh my no. gosh. You, so you didn't even think of yourself at all? <gasps> no, but it worked out. I did some auditions for that role. I did, I wrote that part for her. So I kept seeing her play it. And when I saw other people audition in it, I was just like, it's not cutting it for me. And then when we were, you know, very close on the time, line and she told me I should do it I was like yeah I think we'll go for that that's so funny because when I was watching it I right away I was like oh there she is like like I wasn't expecting you in it at all and when I saw you in it I can't picture someone else doing it and I kind of think it's so weirdly meta thing mm -hmm. to have you in it as the writer without people even knowing that and watching it you do right. such a great job of the opposing or mm -hmm. almost like the non-caring version of the world in a way the stuff that she says very mm -hmm. interesting was it hard for you because the material so close to you to kind mm -hmm. of step away a little bit and be like okay now I'm an actor today I'm not changing the writing today I'm not or you know I'm not doing 1200 things I need to focus on these scenes that I'm in. It wasn't challenging, but it was in the sense that there was no director behind it telling me what I needed to do. So I was like, okay, everyone's like, all right. And I was, I was like, okay, let's just do another one. And I'm a very visual person. I'm very big on having a vision and seeing through it. So I think the only thing on that whole experience was I didn't have me to watch myself because obviously I was directing the film. And then I didn't have a director like watching me as a director I was nervous till I watched the film the whole time till we were waiting to get through editing and when I saw my parts I was very like oh my gosh I probably like I have no like because I wasn't there was only one of me <laughs> you know luckily it I'm also a very hard critic of myself. So when I heard other people's responses to it, I was like, okay, then good. We did fine. We got away with it. It was, you know, even there's a scene where my character smokes and I'm not a smoker. So in that sense, I obviously had to look like I know what I'm doing, obviously, and after. But in between takes, I was coughing so much, which <laughs> was fun. And it was interesting because uh, working with the lead actor and him, being used to me being the director and talking to him a different way. Then I think the day that we were working together when I was an actress and sitting with him, I was more playful. I was not so serious, like, let's do this. I was very like, ooh, yay. And he was kind of like, what's happening here? You're a total different person. I'm like, you're getting me for this scene as an actress. <laughs> like, we're going to have some fun now. So... <laughs> 
it's interesting too because if you decided to you know step into that role you could have taken that out the smoking but i understand why it's in there because again when people watch this movie every single thing that you do is meticulous and for a reason and i think to me at least the smoking represented a whole nother thing so like so that made sense now if it was taken out it wouldn't change the thing i don't know if it would like ruin anything but it's element to make you think because she is a like i said kind of like a little looser of society Mm -hmm. and so it's interesting that she's a smoker i think that's an important element to put in there what's more like mind controlling than Uh, cigarettes right so like it was just uh, a very interesting add into that scene what can you say about the status of it now so like obviously you know it's been a variety announced i mean people are very excited about this film what do we do or where are you i guess in the process Mm -hmm. at this point and then how can we see it what's the latest with it currently in the process we're at we've been talking with different companies for distribution as well as film festivals so we're in the I have the storm figuring out where its home is going to be. So I can't say yet where, but most likely it'll be very much in the new year that hopefully it'll be released and everybody can watch it very soon. Well, a lot of people don't understand if you're not in this industry and because I've interviewed a lot of people I've been on set, when you're in the middle of dealing with possibly someone purchasing it, possibly it being on whatever, Amazon, this service, whatever the case is, they don't a lot of times, especially for a movie like this, this is a story that you don't want out ahead of time because this is a story that like the money in of it is, the fact that nobody knows what it's about. Like that's the money. In yeah. The- yeah. So listening to us talk about it, the reason why we're kind of tiptoeing as much as we can, but to also kind of explain what it is, is because we don't want to ruin the fact we want people to see this film. Giving anything more away, I think, than what we talked about could infringe that. Mm-hmm. When you're in that middle ground, like you just talked about, it's kind of like one of those dangerous areas. So it's like you want to promote it, but you can't talk too much. So for anyone listening, that's kind of a little bit of an industry issue when like you're trying to promote. And for someone that has their own production company this is like a big you know your film like your baby it's very nerve-wracking like so I just want to add that in because some people don't understand they'll be like well what's the difference why can't they talk about it it's just because when you're in the middle of that process there's paperwork and negotiations and contracts all sorts of fun stuff that to try to get your movie seen you're just you're closer so it's almost there so we don't want to ruin I don't want to ruin anything. Where can people, is there like a website or do they follow you or like where should they go so that they're updated? So like once it gets, let's say hypothetically, AMC picks it up and it's in every theater in the world. If that was to happen, where would we find that out? So how would we know that that it's going to be there? You can follow the Arcane Company's Instagram, which is the Arcane Company or my Instagram, Beatrice Bridget. So both places, that'll probably be the first place where we're allowed to publicly announce. I don't use other avenues. I'm sure there will be announcements on publications as well, but firsthand information most likely be on either profiles on Instagram. So basically everyone that's watching this or listening, run, follow her because you have to see this movie. I cannot stress it enough for people. And then if they want to look up anything, I would also recommend going to IMDb. You can check out 
out, you could see the poster, which is really cool. See the little description that I read that I can kind of give away because at least it's out there in the world. And there's, you know, some casting there. So if you want to check out like some of the people that are in it and things like that, it's probably one of the best films in terms of making you think in such a clear way that I have seen in a very long time. I have no words. That means the world to me. So thank you. I want to ask you, I guess, in terms of the buzz around it for a film that hasn't been distributed yet we have no announcement we have nothing nothing what does that feel like because it came out there was a like an infamous kind of variety article that came out that announced it that your director writer producer you're in it like all of these things and people read it and were like what is this i want to see this film and it's very secretive and listening to this is not going to help but like i said i think we probably have given the most away in terms of talking about the film because it's very like so i want to first of all i guess i should say thank you because i know that it's it's very it's your baby and it's, we have to be very cautious with talking about it and we don't want to give anything away not even just for in terms of money it's more of like also for fans like I want people to watch it like I want people to watch it for the first time and just like enjoy it how I enjoyed it appreciate you talking to me because I know that you're not doing a ton a ton of press about it because no. <laughs> it's so specific yeah. but when that article came out as a journalist and I read it a million people were messaging me about it saying like hey do you know what's coming out hey I heard this what is it about I'm going oh well I can't really say anything like I don't know go to IMDB like you know I was just kind of you know here's the generic thing that they posted so what does that mean to you as someone that had this crazy road of Mm -hmm. a girl that started at a tech company caution to the wind and creating a production company and your first film is hopefully about to be out everywhere next year and it's your first film fans all so excited so like what does that feel like it feels surreal it feels I mean I'm speechless honestly because when you go through the process and for me it's more about going through the journey and not the destination and you know being in this place right now where I've been in this phase of growing the baby so-called right and I had this revelation where I'm like the next step is the world is going to see it like yes there was the variety article you know they did a first look little teaser that they released and the trailer is also out on our instagrams as well so that was it and I feel like the response it's it's kind of I I didn't think that far ahead in terms of how will the world react. It was more like I need to create this to in a sense impact like it's my love letter to society, right? And I didn't think that far ahead and how will people take it because I just wanted to it sounds so cheesy, write my heart out in a sense <laughs> like just there you go and and be very true to it. So seeing such a response and it getting that reaction has just been I mean there's no greater feeling honestly. I've just been at loss for words and I'm so humbled and so grateful because this is just it's like a person liking it but then two three and look there's people that won't like this film and that's part of it but just having a per like you reacting this way is just my mind my brain is blown because <laughs> it's just I just feel like I don't know it's the greatest gift I've ever gotten type of thing that's how it's making me feel like I just uh <laughs> brain slap <laughs> I can't even explain it <laughs> rabbit hole I'm in but we're in different rabbit holes <laughs> yeah <laughs> My kind of final question, which you could probably actually 
hopefully answer other than mind wash you had spoken about other projects that you're doing so mm -hmm. because again in this industry sometimes these are filmed a little while back there's been some time so other projects get developed in between so mm -hmm. what kind of working on now that people can look forward to if you could tease some of the stuff currently in development is a multi-generational crime drama series that I've been writing and developing so that's been in the works I think going along with a lot of the way I work and write, it's always going to have that mind wash effect in it. It's <laughs> so different than mind wash. It's dark, you know, it's multi-generational, it's crime, it's a thriller in a sense. So this series is going to be, this is a whole, whole other thing that I cannot wait to talk about because that's, that's what I've been working on. So it's called Truth of Outcomes. That's been in the works. So hopefully very soon we can watch it and then go down another route. <laughs> <laughs> oh well that's what makes you so special like so for truth of outcomes that's tbd so we'll keep you guys updated on that i'm telling you right now we will be having beatrice on probably i feel like at least like six more times because i love it come out, she has to come back because i have a million questions <laughs> that are like very specific truth of outcomes when that comes out i'm sure i'll watch one episode and be like now i need her again so like if you're listening we will have her back because we will have all the questions answered that everyone's gonna have when they watch mind wash and hopefully her next thing and i just want to congratulate you because it's a very rare thing to do that because a lot of times there's movies like memento and then listen that movie was great or mm -hmm. inception fantastic mm -hmm. movie but people would watch it and some people didn't get it, right? Because there right. was so much going on that you were like, someone explain to me. And then someone would explain it. Like I had to explain it to a couple of friends. This is not that. You do it in a way where everything just makes sense. So again, I know it's hard for people listening because they haven't seen it. But when they see it, yeah. they will understand that it's just so clear and so clean and such a well-told story that I just like commend you. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you're doing it on this show that you're working on, but we need more of it because it's so good. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart. That means the world to me. You have no idea. Thank you. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to Beatrice Brigitte talk about her film Mindwash. I know we couldn't say much, but trust me, it's worth it when you guys get a chance to see it. So stay tuned to her social media so you're updated on the latest of all things Mindwash. And I also want to thank Beatrice for coming on to the podcast. She's not really doing interviews, so you guys are getting an exclusive listen to what the film is about. It's very secretive, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I just wanted to take a second out to thank Beatrice for coming on and trusting us with telling the story without giving away any spoilers. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts and head over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content.